Welcome to the Think Generational Wealth Podcast, episode number 54, and I am your host, Amir Estimo. In today's episode, I will make it relatively short. This is a short episode, but what I want to share with you today is five simple steps for starting a family bank. Once again, the episode is five simple steps to to start a family bank. Now, I'm actually going to share a YouTube video that I have looked at. I actually looked at, shared it with my family, and we're actually starting to implement these five simple steps. Because part of generational wealth, I I never really understood how family banking works until I started researching this probably about a year ago. And obviously, you know, you have to have the whole buy-in of your participating family members, the ones that do participate or wants to participate to be able to do this. Now, I was listening to a podcast, the Black Entrepreneur Podcast by Jay Jones. Shout out to Jay Jones and the Black Entrepreneur Podcast. And he actually mentioned this, family banking. What he said was, His stepfather never, his family never borrowed money. Now, they did borrow money, but it was amongst family. They never went to a traditional bank and bought money. And that's how they were able to grow their wealth and even pass this down to the next generation. See, we be in the mindset of when we need to scale, whether it's business or even whatever the situation is, we want to buy real estate properties and so on, we think we need to go to a traditional bank. But a traditional bank, what are you doing is what? You're helping them get rich. They're going to charge you interest to borrow money for whatever you reason you need it for. Whereas even if you did it within your family, you're not making a traditional bank rich, you're actually making your family, you're growing your family's wealth. Now, it does take a lot of collaboration, education, and also communication because you don't want to, if you have people participating amongst this, that they are not, no one's on the same page. People are all doing their own thing. This takes communication, and this sometimes can even lead to families hating each other. So you got to be able to make sure that whoever participates with this is people who are real serious, who are dedicated, and who understand the long-term game here, okay? So I will share a YouTube video, five simple steps, relatively easy. Don't think, it's very easy. It's not anything that's going to require to take a lot of research. It just takes you as a family working together to do this, okay? So I'll share a a YouTube video. It's from the Urban Finance Guy. And shout out to the Urban Finance Guy. And he will share five simple steps on how to build a family bank. Okay? All right, give me a now. Here we go. What's up, family? This is Kay from Urban Finance. This video will be talking about how to start a family bank with your family 
so you don't have to pay exuberant credit card interest, so you can potentially buy a car in cash, and so that you don't have to go to the bank if you need to borrow a business loan. This is one thing that you can do to change the paradigm of your family. And let's talk about these five steps now. Step number one is to determine who will be a part of the family bank. And so that is your immediate family, or that may be your extended family. For you, your immediate family may be your wife, if you have one, your children, and your parents. The extended family may include cousins and uncles and aunties. And so for our family bank, our extended family is actually a part of the family bank. But the first step you must decide is who will participate in the family bank. Step number two, no family bank can properly function without a good set of rules. And so here are some examples of a few rules that you may want to consider or even add to rules that you would think about for your particular family bank. Because the rules of the family bank will largely be determined by the characteristics of the family members that participate in it. And so here is an example for a contribution rule. Each member will contribute $50 a month. You can borrow up to 20% of the total value. That ensures there is always some liquidity within the family bank. You can only take out one loan at a time. You must pay back the money before you can take out another loan. Your loan cannot be more than what you make in three months. Rules can be amended with a three-fourths majority of members that actually contribute to the family bank on a regular basis. So after you decide what rules you have for your family bank, you will have to decide who the treasurer for the family bank will be. And so that may be the person that is watching this video right now and thinking, okay, I'm going to start a family bank with my family. It may be somebody else in your family. Maybe you have a CPA in your family who's good at managing books. Maybe that person will be the treasurer. But you have to determine who will be recording and receiving the funds for your family bank. And so for our family bank, there are two segments in it. There's an investment portion and there's a saving portion. And so the saving portion is what we take money out of usually to loan. The investment portion is the portion that we place in the stock market, primarily the S&P 500 index or some type of QQQ index fund. And we leave that portion in it to just grow each and every year. One of the beautiful things about this is that you will notice that the investments will start growing at a greater degree than any member that is contributing to the family bank. And that is an important strategy right there. And so then we have about 20% of funds within a savings account. And so now we can borrow from that freely without actually having to pay taxes on the money that's invested. Because if we withdraw any of the money that is invested, we will have to pay taxes on those. And that will be largely determined by how much money you have in your family bank. And so if you're now starting off, you may say, okay, our first $1,000 will go primarily to savings. And then after $1,000, we will start adding additional funds to the investment portion. Or maybe you're starting with $10,000 in your family bank. And you may say, okay, 
$5,000 is going to go into the saving portion so people can freely borrow from, and then the other $5,000 will go to investment portion, and then all the new money will go to the investment portion of the family bank after that. Now, this is just examples. You will have to determine what is best for your family and your family bank. And the final thing you will potentially have to consider is the type of account you will create in order to house the money. Now, this is different from investing the money. So maybe you have an account which requires two signatures, but maybe just to start, you have an account that only requires one signature. Maybe it's an account that you can put multiple names on, or maybe it's an account that just has one member, the treasurer name on. That is something that is very important to determine because all of it adds to the level of transparency that you're able to bring to the family bank. And that is so important. It's so important, especially for the members that are contributing to the family bank, that everything is completely transparent. Now, this is big. The family bank system is a long-term investing strategy and long-term family wealth creation strategy. What this means is that over one, two, three years, it may not pick up if you're only adding $50 and it's only five members contributing. But after five years, after 10 years, you will notice that your family has hundreds of thousands of dollars where just the interest in the family bank is growing further and more than all of the members contributing. This is the mindset of creating generational wealth for your family. And this is the mindset of the type of people who actually start family banks. Now, none of this is actually financial advice. This is just something that I know I personally do with my family and has been extremely beneficial, especially during a pandemic when people were laid off and things of that nature. And so a family banking system is potentially one of the best things that you can do for your family if you're someone that would like to take charge, maybe be the CEO of your family and be the person to pull your family out of any form of generational property. All right, family, I hope you found this video to be informative. If you have any questions at all, let me know in the comment section below. But if you found something helpful, go ahead and smash the like button for me. That's one thing you can do to help out the channel. And like I always say, God bless you and remember to live. Sorry about that, guys. But yes, so hopefully that was of value to you. I thought that was very interesting to met the, the whole family banking concept. It's five simple steps. It's very easy. It just requires to have people that you are on the same page with and also that are understand the long-term vision and goal here. So again, hopefully this was helping you. I know today's episode was very short, but just because just so much going on lately, uh, but I just wanted to record an episode, especially this here, I think the family banking is important, especially when it comes to even building generational wealth. The fact that you can grow wealth without needing to use traditional banking and you can keep it amongst your family is all part of the growing, and that's all part of the growing the generational wealth. So I do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this episode. Hopefully, again, this is of value to you. If you do have any questions, you can always reach out to me. I can gladly assist with you. Uh, again, we're all learning. This is a learning phase, learning and implementation. So whatever we learn, we share. Whatever we share, we implement. So thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this episode. 
Help a brother out by subscribing to the podcast if you enjoy the content. Also, leave rate and review the podcast. That's only going to help the podcast grow and gets, increase the listenership. Share the content if you really enjoy it. Again, I know this is stuff that sometimes you can just go on the internet and read it, but not all of us have time. So this is a great way just to be able to dial down and bring this con- bring the content to a location. If you're already listening to the podcast, you can listen to the content. You can also go on YouTube and check out the video too. So thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Until next week, much love, much appreciate.